This is Breaking the Glamour, the podcast that helps you make informed and wise decisions about which career to choose. Hi there, I'm your host, Ana Karaja, the founder of Strategic Discovery and the Leadership Coach, helping introverts gain visibility in their companies by advancing their communication and leadership skills. Today we are breaking the glamour of the financial planning slash wealth management career. My guest has built a solid reputation with her clients as a trustworthy and reliable financial advisor. In these episodes, we discuss the reality of this career and you'll hear us talk about important things to consider when deciding to become a financial planner or a wealth manager. So let's break the glamour with Sofia Bati. Welcome to the podcast, Sophia. Thank you so much for saying yes to having this conversation with me. Oh, thank you, Anna. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Awesome. So um, I'm very curious about you, if you can uh, walk us uh, through briefly your experience, your role, the industry that you're in, and um, how many years you've been in that uh, industry. And... If you want to share something unexpected that people usually don't guess about you. Okay, yeah, very happy to do so. So I've been in the uh, in, in the financial planning or financial services industry for the past 15 years. Um, so since I left university, the the first uh, my first career uh, was was in financial services, and I stayed there throughout throughout my life up to up to date. Um, so I went from an economics degree, finance, um, postgraduate, straight into finance throughout my my life. Um, so I my most of my career was spent in London. So I worked for um, a, a couple of the very large banks out there, um, and you know had had a, had a good career and just worked my way up up the ladder um and then came across uh, to the UAE and again been in the same industry uh throughout um so something unexpected about myself um so as as a child i spent a lot of my time in in rural africa so um my my granddad uh, up to today uh, lives in uganda um, and I spent a lot of my childhood in, in Africa, um, you know, during the holidays, but I spent it more in, in the villages and that really uh, inspired me. Um, and I loved the simplicity of, uh, you know, the, the way people lived. It was, uh, it was miles apart from the way, you know, we lived wow. in London. So I, I, I really enjoyed uh, my time as a childhood there. But um, yeah, not many people know that about me. Definitely unexpected, and I wouldn't guess. Yeah. <laughs> so on point. Exactly. Thank you. Cool. So part of the way we've created the, the podcast and the series is that we are having three series, one for introverts and the guests that are introverts. Those episodes would be in that series. Then we'll have for the extroverts and then the ambiverts. And from my perspective, an introvert is somebody who's recharging themselves as a... Um, being by themselves, perhaps reading, painting, whatever that activity is like by themselves. And then the extrovert, somebody who's recharging in social interactions, in groups, and the ambiverts, a mix. Uh, how do you see yourself? So, oh, um, deep down inside, I'm, I'm definitely an introvert. 
um, but on the uh, on the outside and just purely because of my job role, um, I, I I come across or I'm perceived as an extrovert. But uh, yeah, if, if you're talking about deep down inside, I'm definitely an, an introvert. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So the format for the episodes is that we already created some questions and we will walk uh, through those questions. You receive the questions, we prepare for the questions. So let's just start. Awesome. So when you started in your industry, what's something that you wished you knew at that time? Um, I think the... I, I guess I, I I thought that it was easier than it actually actually is, and even up to this day, after 15 years in the industry, um, I, I didn't realize how, how tough it can be, um, and on many levels, and uh, you know, not just dealing with with clients, but also dealing with colleagues. Um, you know, th that's a tough one, uh, and and especially in my industry, as you're probably well aware, you know, it, it is quite male dominated. Um, and it has always been. So I wasn't quite ready for that. So I think, um, you know, that's something that I, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't quite uh, understood until I got into it. Mm, yeah, interesting. I guess this, the reason why the podcast came about is to break that glamour, the industries, certain industries, I guess most industries have around them and to to share the reality and talking about the expectations the disappointments the setbacks the tips we learn throughout the journey so talking about setbacks how have you dealt i'm i'm assuming um you've had here and there a few setbacks when you started so how have you dealt with them and uh, what kept you going yeah, I've definitely had had my fair share of setbacks. Um, you know, definitely, definitely. Um, so, you know what? I I think uh, over over the years, I've just learned to be more resilient, um, and really, uh, I think you know, understood how to uh, how how to deal with how to deal with these setbacks better. So, if I if I rewind back to the very beginning of my career. Um, I was quite young and uh, you know ambitious, and I wanted to get up that ladder really fast. And I was thrown right down <laughs> straight away and said, "Like, you really need to, you really need to work your way." Um, so I, you know, I, I knew from, from from almost day one that this is, you know, I need to work my way up, but I need to work hard. Um, and so, you know, even when you're at the top of your game um, and, and and you think this is it. Um, something can happen and you can be knocked right down and almost having to start again. Um, and, and you just, you become stronger. And I think, you know, um, as time goes on, you become a bit wiser and more mature and, you know, the decisions that you make are, are, uh, are hopefully better. Um, and you learn to be, you know, a bit more patient with things as well. I think my problem initially was I, I wasn't patient. I just wanted to to to, to move up and, and and do other things. And uh, and then I realised that hold on a minute. I think I need to really put the put the work in, um, and it will come. It, it will come. But um, it, it's not going to be easy. It's always a, a bit of a rocky ride. Uh, but you know, um, 
you can have a fantastic career, uh, you know, and, and, and it fulfills, um, you know, m many things and allows you to have a, a good life. So how have you dis uh, developed that patience? What, what helped you? Um, I, I guess just through, uh, you know, different, um, different scenarios, really, um, you, you know, you, you kind of realize that you need to be patient. Um, and, and, you know, you, you can try and uh, either, you know, fast forward yourself or, or push yourself um, and, and, and try and get somewhere. But um, in, in reality, you know, if, if you're patient and put the work in and, and, and it will come um, and, and you will reach, uh, you know, where you need to reach. Uh, definitely but yeah it's through different different scenarios that happen that you you, you learn to become more patient awesome so through experience you build that muscle of patience absolutely well. yeah yeah cool and what's one advice that you received uh, when you started when you were junior in your role that changed your perspective was this about patience or something else it can be linked, actually, um, and and I do remember one of the directors of, of my first uh, the company that I first joined um, said to me, uh, you know, I was basically saying that you know I've 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 done X Y and Z and you know really I I should be there and uh, why why am I not um, and 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 thinking about it now. You know, I had just started and, you know, I was, I was probably one of the youngest uh, members of the team and just left university and it didn't make sense, but I really wanted it. So he said to me, Sophia, keep going, do what, you, you know, keep doing what you're doing um, and then talk to me from a position of strength. He said, um, at the moment, you're just, you, you're a junior, but get there, work yourself up and then talk to me, uh, you know, about whatever it is that you, you're trying to do, because I wanted to promote myself fast. Um, <laughs> so that's always, that's always stuck in my head. And when I'm, when I'm thinking about something or trying to negotiate with someone, his words come into my head. I'm thinking, right, am I in a position of strength um, or should I be waiting and, and, and get myself to a position of strength and then ask for it? Or, 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 so that was some, some really key advice that was given to me that stuck with me. When you're saying a position of strength, what does that exactly mean? So, um, you know, if you can, if you can show, uh, you know, uh, for example, you know, you, you've been, I've been, uh, for example, I've been working for two years. These are the results I've produced um, or three years. So therefore, you know, I've worked this hard. I've, I've reached my targets. I now, um, you know, I, I've earned myself to be promoted to the next, whatever it is. I'm talking from a position of strength then, and I can show evidence of this is what I've done. But if I'm down below and I'm trying to work my way up and I'm trying to cut out those steps and say, look, I should be up there. I'm not in a position of strength because I have nothing to back me up. So mm. it's from that point of view. So once you've, you've accumulated the time and, and you've put in the work, then definitely go for it and speak to whoever you need to speak to and, and say, I deserve it. Yeah, very interesting. Thank you for clarifying that. Hmm. I think that, that, that point will, will help a lot of people starting, junior people are looking to change their career for sure. Definitely, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had 
recently thought about this. Um, I'm, to be honest, I'm still bad at asking for help. And when I was younger, I was even worse. <laughs> so I'm curious about how you were when you started if we are to think about of a scale of one to 10, one, you were extremely bad at asking for help and 10, you were amazing at asking for help. Which, which one were you? Very close to one. Wow. Very close to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't ask for help. Uh, and, and actually, only very recently have I been able to get into a position where I'm happily asking for help. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and I'm now, I guess it was, you know, w when you're concentrating on something, you don't think about it. You don't want to ask people for help. You're just concentrating on your path. Um, but, you know, over the years, I've been able to, I've been trying to help people myself. So when I've seen the result of that, it just made me think that actually, you know, um, asking someone for help is not a bad thing and actually you know uh it's the best thing you can do uh in in any situation because if you don't know if it's surely somebody does know and and you know it's a it's a win-win so yeah i've completely changed on that front yeah wow i think even that piece of advice to to learn because it's a process it takes a lot of work and self-awareness to reach that point where you can start asking for help. I was seeing some of my peers in the coaching industry asking so fast for help. And I was like, at some point I had some judgment around that. Like, why these people cannot um, figure things out? And with age and with experience, you learn, You're, you reach to that point of wisdom and understanding, asking for help is, is good yeah it, it's definitely not a bad thing <laughs> definitely not a bad thing at all um and and what you do find is actually many people want to help but they don't know that you need help until you actually ask for help yeah. if that makes sense so yeah uh, yeah definitely definitely um you know if, if you need help ask for it mm, yeah for sure cool thank you for sharing that with me <laughs> yeah. um so um, looking back at your industry, what are some misconceptions that happen or people have about your industry? Um, so from, from my experience uh, as well, I think the, the misconception of, of my industry is that it's, uh, you know, very corporate. Um, it, it's very much, um, you know, uh, cutthroat and you don't really interact much with with that many people you know that's sort of the the way people perceive it um and actually in essence if you if you do the job properly and you're a you know the type of wealth manager or financial planner that you should be actually you you're building up great relationships with people um and uh, you know it, it, you're meeting people every day different people you're talking to different people every day so it's actually a very sociable um uh you know job um of course you know when when you're in the office um you're quite alone it, the job itself in terms of putting together um advice it's it's merely done independently you know you're you're on your own and even if you're with a, a large company you're kind of individuals um 
so that is that is the case but actually the role itself and 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 meeting people you know um i'm a lot of my clients i i've known for many many years and i still do uh i i get to know so much about them and their lives their, their children or their parents you know because i need to know um you know about everything literally about a person in terms of their their whole lifestyle their family everything so it's actually nice and you you end up building really really good relationships with people but um if you don't know you you don't perceive it like that and you think oh a wealth manager you know um and and you have no idea but it actually is um you know it's quite a it, it's it's more of a relationship building um career as well mm, definitely yeah i wouldn't yeah first time when i heard about wealth management and the financial planning that was very new to me so i didn't know anything about it and perhaps i would have seen it as you said the corporate style and very you know so definitely i appreciate that insight and a lot of people i'm sure they will appreciate and so i guess that's where you play with your strengths or you see your strengths uh, as an introvert as the listener asking questions right not the opposite where like loud that going there is a balance in there as well right absolutely correct and um you know i and i think that's why you know there there aren't that many females in our industry but the ones that are in our industry that do the do the job properly actually are very successful and do really well and that's because we um you know we tend to listen more we tend to um uh, you know we have more empathy um and uh, you know and that's where we start to build a lot of relationship a lot of trust with people and our clients and um and from my point of view i i truly believe that's why you know women in our industry actually do do well and can do well if they're not because of of these uh characteristics that we just naturally have mm very very cool good to know <laughs> yeah um and what's what's one piece of advice you would offer somebody looking to shift into this industry mm i would say um it it's a you know it's a really really it's a great industry um wherever you are in the world it, it is really good um i would say just you know as long as you're qualified get the right qualifications that's really key um because uh, you know that that helps you from many angles um it gives you the confidence to to really go out and meet clients and be able to help clients which is what your ultimate goal is to help them um but don't you know always always go for the quality and if you're if you're young and looking at coming into the industry then um you know try and get all your qualifications done as soon as possible because as you go further into your career life takes over um and and the exams become more and more difficult to do so my advice would be if you're young and coming into the industry please do it's a great industry but 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 get the exams all done get as you know get get as high as you can get get to the chartered um chartered level and then you'll have a fantastic career you really will yeah wonderful hmm good to know good to know is there any anything else you'd like to share from your perspective some insights uh that i haven't asked about 
um, what can I say? Uh, no, I mean, you know, the from my point of view, I love what I do, and, and the reason I love what I do is because um, I know I'm I'm helping people ultimately, and I'm adding value. And I think that's just really important to to understand what we're doing. Um, and you know, it's it's not a uh, a quick uh, hit and go it's a it's a long-term process um and that's where you'll actually enjoy what you're doing when you're sitting down um and analyzing and planning um and helping people achieve really what they want to achieve uh, and uh, you know in the future and, and mapping things out with them um it just becomes more enjoyable um from from both sides and uh, the key word there is long term long term thinking about even that mindset of yes you're building this career yes it's long term and you have so many years you can create this amazing career and successfully i've uh, heard with my previous guests the same insight right so long term and in, in the end of the day when we're young we want fast results and that can be deceiving in so many industries because we're coming with uh, the wrong type of expectations. We're expecting the results to happen overnight. We're expecting that just because we call ourselves so and so, people with, will be um, ready to do business with us. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not a uh, it's something that takes time. Um, you know. One, you have to build the trust with with people. You have to be visible, um, and and all of that takes takes time. It, it does take time. Um, but if you're consist consistently doing the right things um, and and building on 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 a on a good foundation, then um, you know you will reach uh, that place where you know you're seen as 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 the expert, uh, and people will come to you. For, for advice uh, but the key is it doesn't happen overnight you know it's, it's it does take a lot of hard work um, and yeah you, you have to be consistent in, in 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 what you're doing and 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 don't give up there will be downs but you just you've got to pick yourself back up again um, and, and keep going and keep going as long okay. as you're doing the right thing good things will come your way and like so many great points like asking for help uh, searching for mentors that can guide you with the right practices, creating a solid foundation of, depending on how your brain works. Some people are very structured and they, they like a logical sequence. Some people are um, maybe more, I don't know. How do you find, do you find a lot of logical people or maybe artistic side of people coming into this industry? Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone's different. So some people are, you're right, some people are very systematic. Um, they have to be organized. They have to know what their next step is. Some people are the complete opposite. Um, and, you know, and this comes to light, you know, uh, 
when I'm managing teams, um, you know, people work differently. So some people want everything written down as a plan so they know what to do next and what to do next. Um, and then there's some people who are just who won't work to a plan. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, they will just do what they what they need to do. So, um, yeah, you can be, uh, you know, you, you can be quite diligent or you can be quite artistic in, in your approach, if that's the way of putting it. Um, but, you know, ultimately, um, both both characteristics or however you are you, you will get to your you know to, to your goal it's just in a different way some people you know and, and it's true it's in life you know some people like to see things visually some people like to hear things you know we, we know this um and you just have to work 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 out who you're dealing with and how they will react and how how you can really um push them to a certain degree or how they will really understand what you're saying so some people doesn't matter how much you write something down they just won't get it but if you talk to them and explain it they'll get it so you know it's 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 the way we are we just have different ways of uh, interpreting information um and you just have to kind of uh, adjust yourself and, and work out who you're dealing with that's a great point there because when you know that you need to invest time um, as a professional to develop these skills because in the end of the day those are observational skills that you've observed the other person how you're interacting their personality type their preferred uh, learning style it's very important to know all of this if you are to become successful when interacting with others either in your team or with clients to speak their language in the end of the day Definitely. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. And, and you're right, both clients and uh, members of your team um, definitely need to need to work out their personalities and then uh, be able to adjust to them and, and their preferred way of communicating. Yeah. Cool. So what's next for you? Oh gosh! Year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've got a, I've got an interesting, uh, an exciting uh, um, opportunity coming my way, which uh, should uh, blossom by the end of this year or Q3 of this year. Um, so that's that's nice. So I'm looking forward to that, um, and that will just, you know, just uh, it, it will be a, a gradual step from where I am. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, that's that's what I'm working on at the moment. And uh, yeah, I'm just doing what I do, just trying to work hard and help as many people as I can. Awesome, great. And how uh, how can people uh, get in touch with you? How can they reach out to you and learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, sure. So I I, I guess the the easiest way is um, to drop me a message on info at sophiawealth.com um, and you can find me on all the social media as well so I'm quite active on those so yeah any anytime um, any advice needed or or any questions that you want answered I'll be very very happy to do so wonderful wonderful we will share your details in the show notes for our listeners as well excellent great that was amazing conversation thank you so much Sophia Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. So yes, long-term planning, developing your patience, building trust and a good reputation 
finding mentors that can guide you with best practices. That's what you'll need for a successful career in financial planning. Sophia was very kind to put together a free downloadable resource, and uh, I've put the links in the show notes. So check it out there. Hope this episode was useful in helping you decide if you want this career path. Hey, I forgot to mention, join our Breaking the Glamour community group on Facebook because that's the place where we hang out after the episodes to share insights and also to deepen our knowledge. My next guest is breaking the glamour of what it means to co-found a web design company. So stay tuned for it. Thank you for listening and speak soon. Bye for now.